pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left, Britain's favourite video game radio show. I'm Steve Curran. You're back! Wait, that's not your name. <laughs> Hi. He's back. Hi. Steve's back. So and look at Steve. Back. So Aww, good to be back. For, I forgot what he looked like. I've not seen him for four weeks. I missed your faces and your voices because we're a radio show. Let's concentrate I'm on the audio. Simon Byron. I'm Anne Scanterbury. Steve, I've missed the skin on your face yeah, what more has than anything. To your, what's happened to your face? It's gone. Well, it's November, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> Is that what you've done? Well, I don't want people to be throwing money at me in the street for being a bit hairy. Right. Oh, okay. Well, I've you look, you look uh, 10 years younger. Thanks. So about 45. Yeah, about that, yeah. <laughs> do you feel younger? I do. I do. I feel uh, invigorated. Right. By, uh, especially by coming back from... Los Angeles, where everyone is young and beautiful. Of course they are. Did you have a nice time? Oh, so you've had some buttocks, haven't you? <laughs> Botox. Right. I see. When do you look surprised? <laughs> Permanently. I can't move my face. Uh, did you have a good time over I there? I had a lovely time. I was speaking at GDC Next, which uh, is excellent and inspiring and all those kinds of things. Right. Uh, so what were you talking about? That. And then, uh, well, I was talking about... I was talking about death, so that was inspiring. Yes. Nice. I was talking about uh, how you should chart the narrative of your interactive uh, life and piece of media, and how right we've heard this one. Haven't we? you've, t- you've heard it. You, oh, yeah. I've bored. been in it. You'd either be bored or cry. Right. Okay. And uh, then I went to Disneyland. Right, what, to celebrate? To celebrate, yeah, yeah. basically. Well done, and it was excellent. Thanks for the invitation. And a bit scary. Well, you know what? We can go when we go to GDC next year, assuming Disneyland is in San Francisco. It's not. It's not. But maybe we'll. Maybe someone will give us a lift down there. Mm. If you can drive one life left to Disneyland, <laughs> we're a video game radio show, and we've got an amazing hour of video game related features coming up. Adam Avatar's back. Brilliant. Good news. Avatar. Uh, Craig the Rage McClellan. Oh. oh yeah, you missed him. We did miss him, actually, uh, frustratingly, because we almost had him, didn't we? But you forgot to send him. Yes, yes that's exactly <laughs> yeah, what is that happened. Why he's exactly. Back this week. Yeah. Yes, and uh, Sega Badawi's back as well. That's not all. Right, got some what guests. Else? We do have a studio Ooh. full of guests. It's full today, isn't Very it? Very special guests. Uh, thanks for coming in, guys. And we're delighted to welcome Michelle and Christoph from Media Molecule. Hello. Hello. How are you guys Hello. doing? Thanks for coming in. Yeah, I'm quite fine. I'm really fine. Good news. <laughs> first time, yeah, first time in. Uh, in, in so, Michelle, you're producer on Tearaway, right? Yes. And Christoph, you are game designer. Game designer. So we've got the creative hub of Tearaway. Yeah. In the studio. Do you, do, you, do you know much about Tearaway, Anne? No. Well, you're about to. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, it's good news. But hold your horses, everyone, because it's time for Anne's news. Seven oh four on Monday, the eighteenth of November. I'm Anne Scantlebury, and this is the news. 
The PlayStation 4 is out in North America and it's doing pretty well, having sold over 1 million units in 24 hours. However, some customers have reported problems with the console. A small number of machines have a flashing blue light instead of a white light when switched on and don't send a signal to the TV screen. Sony has issued troubleshooting advice for those effective. The PS4 will be released in the UK on the 29th of November. Biggest console launch ever. 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 Um, there are a lot of stories about it selling a million copies. Uh, yeah. Which you presumably you saw on Eurogamer recently. Yeah, it did. But they'd already come out and said that they'd had a million pre-orders, didn't they? That makes sense, doesn't it? So this should be no surprise, should it? <laughs> well, well done for successfully collecting the money of the people that have pledged it towards you. I mean, Steve and I can do that. Still, no signals being sent to the TV. That's kind of bad, isn't it? Unless... Unless the PlayStation launch lineup, which I'm not sure I've not seen, maybe it's all audio games. Could be, yeah. Like Papa Sangre 2, which two is coming out. Come out. So, so maybe it's fine. Is it maybe, fine? Well, I, I'm pretty certain. Like, Obviously, we don't have the PlayStation, PlayStation 4 over here yet to test this ourselves, but I'm pretty certain they're not all audio games, Steve. Really? Yeah. Still waiting on our media copy. Yeah, can't wait. <laughs> can't sure wait. It's on its way. So did you see what they did this week, Anne? Yes, I did. Are you going to talk about it later or not? What, that thing with the tower? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about that. Wasn't that cool? Wasn't that amazing? Steve, did you see this? The OXO tower? Yeah, the the OX square triangle tower. I was only surprised that it had taken them this yeah. long to think of it. It's one of those ideas where you, yeah, you go, yeah. You see, I wanted to turn it into the Gossip Girl tower. The XOXO tower. That works. Yeah. Functional joke. Good. Well done. Thank you. But I think PlayStation did it probably better than I would ever do it. Football Manager 2013 has been illegally downloaded over 10 million times, according to figures from Sports Interactive. Speaking at the London Games Conference, Sports Interactive's uh, Miles Jacobson explained that they were able to track the IP addresses of people who had downloaded a cracked version of the game because of a flaw in it. China had the largest number of downloads, with Turkey in second place and Portugal in third. One download was detected in the Vatican, which is weird because we thought the Vatican had a no-balls game policy these days. Hey. Hey, guess what? What? I know this story. Right, Do you know why? Why? Because I was on the radio this week. Were you? What? Did you see that media request we got? It's, it, it, it may well form part of letters <laughs> later, Steve. Really? <laughs> okay, well, I responded to Did that. Did you? Okay. Um, and? and? Well, I'll let you know how it went later right. in the letter no, section. I think we can cover it now. No, 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 let's do it later. Okay. But, uh, but do tell us about this story. Yeah. The story, well, um, it's funny because it's got a bit of content to it, which is loads of the games were pirated by, uh, by Rogue downloaders across the world and it phones home doesn't it using something called home and that's how miles well he said it was a flaw in the game and that's how i'm just described it can't be a i mean it's a pretty handy flaw isn't it hmm yes letting miles jacobson into your computer (laughs) and he did say that he he said it would be foolish of them to to think that all of these would correspond to paid downloads didn't he yeah but a certain fraction of them would and actually their numbers are slightly down on last year is that right and he thinks it's because of this but they're down across the board all games are down all games fifa some fewer assassin's creed fewer yep others all the others interesting fewer Interesting. And there is an argument that piracy actually in some weird ways helps your game by getting the game out there and more people play it and then they download the next one for free and somehow give you money. I don't really understand it's the argument. argument pirates make, isn't it? it is. Nobody is, isn't it? <laughs> Do you think that some um, game studios should just put a, a little um, bucket outside their office? <laughs> then if you have illegally downloaded it and you're like, Do you know what, actually? I had a really great time playing that game and I want to give you, just may- maybe even if it's just coins. Oh, just here you are, coins. Miles. There's a couple of bob. <laughs> Go and get yourself a cup of coffee. The thing is, though, if you were the um, the person in the Vatican that downloaded it, you're going to have a conscience on you. Yeah. What if it was the Pope? <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, it couldn't be anyone else, could it? <laughs> Battlefield 4 has been having a lot of problems this weekend. Players of the PS4 version have experienced crashes and instability since the console's launch, while the PC version of the game was subject to a DDoS attack, making the game unplayable. Developer DICE is hoping to get an update out early next week for the PS4 version, is testing an update for the Xbox 360 version, and is working on an update for the PC version. The question on DICE's mind must be, as Jordan Sparks sang, why does Battlefield always feel like a battlefield? (laughs) That's very good. We should re write that for our One Life Left karaoke I mean, Christmas, really, shouldn't really, we? really, really should. Do you want to do that? Okay. Okay. No mention of the Xbox One version then. Are they, are they, are they happy with that? I mean, obviously the Xbox One's not out yet. Anna, yeah, so that, I mean, that, uh, that, I mean, that's... But do you think, but do, but do you think they're going to be concerned by it? Or is it going to be the perfect launch Well, you've got to hope that, you know, 
I mean, every other console, there's a problem, pretty much. Well, so the PS4, PC, and 360, you've got to hope that they're checking the other one. <laughs> <laughs> like, if that was happening here, if we had a problem with you, with Simon yep. and with Steve, yep. you've got to be checking me for problems as well. No. No? Okay. <laughs> Here's a date for your diary. The Assassin's Creed film is due for release on the 7th of August 2015. This date has been pushed back from the 22nd of May. There's still no word on which Assassin's Creed is being adapted, but shooting is due to start next year. However, with Michael Full Frontal Fassbender starring, we can be pretty certain what his weapon of choice will be. (laughs) What will it be? His penis. (sighs) Right, Okay. Just to clear that up. I understand. So are you excited about this? I mean the movie. Yeah. Um, no. Really? Not really. I mean, I'll be honest. I Never mind. Over to One Life Less film correspondent, Michelle. Whoa. <laughs> should, we, uh, should we be excited about the Assassin's Creed movie? Uh, if, yeah, yeah. maybe. Um, <laughs> it's Fazbender, come on. Well, for that reason, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> I think he's, he's here for a reason. <laughs> what, should we, what should we expect, guys, from the Assassin's Creed movie that we don't expect from the video game? Sex, maybe. What? 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 Why not? Goodness me. No one's ever dared suggest such... (laughs) We're a family radio show. Just past (laughs) 7pm. I suppose being Assassin's Creed, there'll be some killing in it, so... Fair to to assume, man. So, Mm. you know, if there's killing, then other stuff is sure to follow, right? I think what'll happen is that um, he... So, uh that something will happen and right at the start be quite explosive and he'll be like mm. right okay I'm going to avenge something and then yeah. the credits will come on won't yep. they go Assassin's Creed then it'll be a bit off key like a bit sorry not off key but a bit quieter yeah and then en route to avenging this action Fastbender will have to repair blacksmiths and renovate shops he'll have to buy a stable and earn an income that way there'll be lots of wandering around where he's not sure what to do exactly now I haven't played Assassin's Creed before is it a going around game it gets a bit bogged down in itself and that's actually what you want to do is do assassinating and you have to or creed or creating exactly, but uh, the bulk of your time is spent um, either uh, removing litter um, in the form of posters or building up a retail empire. I am so excited yeah. to see Michael Fassbender <laughs> removing litter. And finally, the ice between mortal sworn enemies, Microsoft and Sony looks to have turned to flowers and puppies and love as Microsoft sent Sony a congratulatory message on the launch of the PlayStation 4 in North America. Twitter messages of thanks and good luck then flowed back and forth between representatives from the companies. This is the most heartfelt and adorable thing to have happened since Katie Price and Peter Andre said I do in front of a plethora of celebrities and viewers of ITV2's hit reality show, Jordan and Peter... Marriage and mayhem. How did that work out? Well, now, I'll be honest, that ended in divorce. <laughs> so, um, But on the bright side, two separate reality TV shows. Yeah. So everyone wins, and apart two beaut- from the children. Two beautiful children. So uh, I looked at this message that Microsoft sent to Sony. I thought it was a bit perfunctory, honestly. Did I you? thought it was quite aggressive. It just said, congratulations on the launch of your new console, full stop. No smiley face. No smiley face. XO, no XO. No XO. No XO. No like obviously, grammar is a weapon. But if you're ever ever going to use punctuation, you know, enthusiastic punctuation, you're ever going to use an exclamation mark. Surely, the launch of a new console, the first for eight years, is the time to do it. Microsoft yeah. were like, nope, full stop. Congratulations, congratulations. Guys. Do you think they were they were folding their arms when they said that? Well, if you zoom into the full stop, it's actually a micro dot that says, screw you! <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't say that. That was a joke. Um, I thought that the uh, the green background colour was very aggressive. Hmm. Just one colour. Black writing. Nothing so, so else. So what do you think Sony are going to do when the Xbox One launches? Do you think that... Well, if they had any sort of class, they'd just... Uh turn their trouser pockets inside out and un- unzip their flies and just <laughs> and make a noise at them. I, I, think, yeah. I think they're going to send a gorillagram. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, so presumably you would, well, Sony are going to have to respond, aren't they? They'll and have to do- get, they'll, they'll get some of their, 
PlayStation exclusive characters. Like they'll get the they'll get Nathan Drake to shoot. Congratulations, <laughs> Xbox, into the sky or whatever he yeah, does. Yeah, it was an odd thing for them to do though, wasn't it? Because because if they had they not done it, we would have not been talking about them not doing it. But it's, like, got, like, yeah. it's got us all talking now, hasn't <laughs> yeah. it? It's got us still but talking about the Xbox One. Yeah. Is it? Well, I'm going to go and buy an Xbox One now because they because seem they so said... polite. <laughs> they seem so nice. I will only buy hardware from very polite companies. Thanks, Anne. One life left of video game news with Anne Scamford-Berry. Hello, I'm Sega Badawi and welcome to One Life Left Local News. There's been a fallout in the newsreading community after Jeremy Pakman insulted his fellow journalists. He said that he would turn off the telly whenever he saw a newsreader on a reality talent show. And one example he gave was OLL Breakfast's Susanna Reed Only Memory, who is currently starring on Strictly Slash Dancing. He certainly wasn't talking about the forthcoming One Life Left Christmas party, where Anne Scantlebury will be starring in the pantomime Snow White and the 7 out of 10 Dwarfs. Tickets are still available at oll.eventbrite.com. However, unlike the other newsreaders on reality shows, Anne will not be donating her fee to charity as she has a perm to pay for. Thanks, and back to your usual programming. That is Unison by JPEG. He is my favourite file format. <laughs> uh, it's from chipmusic.org and it's brilliant. We'll have more stuff from there is later it, in the show. How does he spell his name? Is it J-P-E-G? It is. Is it? Capital J-P-E-G. It's an excellent piece of music there. Really, really, really like it. Yeah, some more stuff. Later in the show, we are One Life Left. We play chiptune music and related. And we also talk about video games and related. Yes, we do. <laughs> I went to Disneyland, as I mentioned. Is this related? It is. Uh, I went on Star Tours. Okay. What's that? It's like Star Wars, but, but not tour. licensed. Yeah, it's, it's not. Um, it's obviously a little bit video game uh, influenced. It is licensed. It's, you get in one of those motion simulators and it rocks you all around and it takes you through the Star Wars universe. Apparently it takes Ooh. you through three of six or seven segments, so it's different every time you get on it. It made me really excited by the idea of motion uh, motion games. You know the ones you used to go to arcades and yeah, sit yeah, and they yeah. rock Afterburner you? Afterburner and Outrun. Yeah, I was going to say, have you, have you ever space, been on one? Because I haven't. Yeah. I've never even used F-Zero AX, which is the only game I want to play. They've, I still, got, they, they've still got them in the, in the Trocadero, don't they? The Trocadero? Yeah, really? I think so. Let's go. Let's One Life Left outing. Let's go ahead Aww. of the Christmas party. I would like to do that. Yeah, I'd OK. Let's like do that. Let's do that, then. Should we get on with the show? Uh, we can do, yes. Yeah. We've got oh, Michelle and Christoph in the studio. Hey, Hello. Michelle Hello. And are, you, are you both coming to our Christmas party? Um, I'm uh, yes, I, I will be. I didn't get the memo, I think. Okay. Oh, I sent you a memo. Oh, really? <laughs> well, it was you an official didn't read memo. It. <laughs> uh, it's December the 14th, 6.30 until... 
Late. Late. Half past 11. The thing is, <laughs> after the party... It's the after party, usually. And after the after party... Well, then it's the hotel lobby. Mm. And after the hotel lobby... Well, about, around about four, we usually clear the lobby. Yeah. And then? Just go home. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for the tubes to start. Uh, so that's December the 14th. Uh, so we'll see, we'll see you both there. But, but now... Over half tickets sold. I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. We, we unleashed the... Uh, and that's before The Guardian have really properly exactly. pushed it. So we want to get as many One Life Left fans in there as possible. You need to buy your ticket now. Tickets Just in are, case of a fight. Tickets are a tenner. Uh, but all of the money goes behind the bar after we've covered our expenses. Expensives. <laughs> <laughs> what are our expenses? Badges. Buying badges. We're buying badges for everyone. It's a good job right. we got Media Molecule in on the eve of their, one of their greatest <laughs> releases to flog them tickets, isn't it? <laughs> so have, you, have you both got a tenner on you now that we can maybe take? Uh, I've already bought have my you? ticket. Okay, well, we can check. Okay, Christoph. <laughs> uh, how long have you guys been at Media Molecule? Uh, uh, five years. For five me. years. Five and a half years for me. Because I was... Um, uh, I, I sometimes get a bit confused about Media Molecule and the games that you did, so I had a look on Wikipedia earlier. You've only done three games since 2006. Three good games. I suppose. <laughs> that's true. Well, <laughs> one of them's unproven, isn't it? Because it's out on Friday. <laughs> okay, all right. right. So we'll be the judge good of one, that. Good one, Simon. Yeah, Call them out. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so you're obviously the guys behind Little Big Planet and uh, Friday Tearaway. Can you tell us a little bit about Tearaway? Um, yeah, of course. Um, basically, the entire world is entirely made of paper. We try to focus a little bit more after all the experimentation we had with LBP where we were trying to look at materials like, you know, different like the metal, like the fluffy things and like for once we really wanted to focus only on paper and how it how how deep you can go on on that and uh, it first the first concept was to make a, a very small game, a very like short, um, very sm- short pro- pro- project, like a six month thing. And the more we were digging, the more we were finding like excellent stuff, and uh, we were constantly expanding. And in the end, that's a two year project. Yeah, well, we, we started the project with uh, there were about five of us in the team, and it was like really, really super tiny, and we were kind of hiding away. Uh, in our secret treehouse in the studio, which was like just uh, this tiny yes. little room. Which we will come back to this. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Rex had called it the secret treehouse, but um, it was. Um, there was a sign. Yeah, there was a sign as well. He actually threw this. <laughs> you could, Rex and paper and pens. Um, right. Just yeah. Um, so yeah, we we started out with about five of us, and then we kind of grew the team um, gradually, and uh, then the project uh, just became what it is now yeah. did you start working on it before the vita was out yes you did so you had oh, all so, so in the super secret treehouse there yeah. was yeah. tech from the future and yeah. so d- did the idea come about because of what the vita could can specifically do what it enables you to do well yeah we were presented with this um amazing uh, exciting new hardware which was um a front touch panel and the back touch panel i didn't get to see this really ugly prototype <laughs> but rex um if you get him on the show at some point in the future which you should totally i got should. to see it it was really, <laughs> <I ugly>. really <laughs> um, he was describing it and um but basically like we we were offered the opportunity to de- like develop a game on this new hardware and uh, we just basically took it and uh Rex had come up with the um like a small short paragraph um of like what it could be and from there we just kind of built it and developed the game from that very small idea of like how can you interact with the world uh, the game world using from both two sides yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so when it, it was first unveiled at E3 was it uh, no, it was Gamescom. Gamescom. Gamescom and yeah. it made quite a splash, didn't it? Because no one had seen a, a game that looked like that, that actually f- um, y- you could properly see the, the, the textures in it. And, and, you know, I mean, it seemed very real. This, but it was a, there, was, there was, like, tons of experiment, like uh, Mark Adami or, like, uh, I don't know how to call him, like, uh, the paper god. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a word because he's literally doing genius. magic on it. Right. It basically take a, like, a, a 3D isometric game with, like, very ugly texture that was the early prototype and turn it into, like, this 3D magical folding live thing you saw in Gamescom. And, uh, yeah, because it did start out as um, a top-down kind of uh, isometric game. Like, mm. Like dungeon. Yeah, it was very dungeony and dark, and not really the the. Mm. We dabbled with procedural <laughs> tech as well at one stage, oh, yeah. and. Yeah, that was like a very random project, but it, it's now like this like wonderful, colourful, papery 
magical thing. And, and that, I mean, I, I guess we joked that you'd only only made uh, three games, but um, I guess those are the, becoming the hallmarks of a Media Molecule title. That it's it's fun and and well, and we're we're a very creative studio. So um, any games that we make are kind of um, at the core. They'll be creative experiences. Well, you have a treehouse, <laughs> but I think any studio that has a treehouse is going to be pretty um pretty fun, right? <laughs> It's a paper treehouse. We also have a paper it. rocket. Yeah, we have a paper kitchen. rocket, which is a real one. You can go in it and, you know, you can go What's to the moon. Paper moon. Yeah. Was that an invite? I mean, you did say you can go in it. Yes. And so, you looked, Anne looked um, delighted at that place. <laughs> Why not? Brilliant. What are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> so the game's out on Friday. Friday. Yeah, Friday. Uh, yeah. I've not seen any reviews for it yet. That's why I'm uh, There's an embargo. Um, we've had previews that have um, been glowing across the bar. I mean, I think, yeah. yeah uh, but the embargo's lifted on Wednesday, I think. So what's what's this stage like for you? Nerve-wracking. It? <laughs> Absolutely nerve-wracking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's, there's very little that you can do now, is there? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I've seen people talking about how they've been playing it on Twitter, games journalists and stuff, so... It's very exciting to see um, how uh, people that have started downloading the preview code um, have just been uh, excitedly tweeting about it, and that's that's kind of mm. filling us with some confidence. But of, like, of course, like we we have to wait until Wednesday, and obviously until Friday when like everybody gets their hands on it and actually gives us the like the truth. <laughs> so that must be frustrating for you, given that you're on One Life Left today, and you could review your own game later in the show, but you can't because you're embargoed by yourself. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, it's frustrating. It's a game I can't talk about, and it's although that's <laughs> we, the, the uh, podcast does go out on Wednesday. So, so yeah. Oh. If you want your first review to uh, be on the show, well, you know what to do. Exactly. Well, good luck with it. Obviously, we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll watch it with interest. Um, yeah, it looks absolutely absolutely wonderful, and the sort of game that's going to like Little Big Planet that's going to bring a smile to everybody's faces. So, uh, yeah, it's something quite unique. I have to say, it gives me like. Reading the preview and the reaction, the people's reaction, like how, like you said, they were just excited by downloading the game. Yeah. It sounds quite unique. I mean, that's the first time. Um, I mean, even even me, when I was playing playing the entire game for the first time, because, you know, we were making like bits and bulbs and you never really do the, the entire, the full experience of the game. and. It's quite emotional. Yeah. Uh, even, even me, even me, I, I, you know, we created don't, it. but Don't cry on paper, though. No, no, no. <laughs> and Christoph is, Christoph is actually our studio's harshest critic as well. Yeah, I try, yeah. He's quite known for that. <clears throat> yes, I'm known for that. <laughs> okay, it's time for <laughs> Dr. Avatar. Dr. Avatar, you're needed in surgery. Dr. Avatar, operating room dictation on patient DeWitt, Booker. Operative diagnosis, cirrhosis and liver failure requiring transplant. Estimated blood loss, 600 cc's, OR time, 10 hours. Mr. DeWitt was evacuated from the streets of Columbia by emergency Zeppelin services when he was found rambling and discharging his rifle. Upon admission, he was found to have severe thiamine deficiency in addition to retrograde amnesia. It appears the patient has been operating under the impression that alcohol improves his health, which has ultimately led to dependency, withdrawal, and liver cirrhosis. It was relatively easy to locate a good Samaritan donor in his hometown, and the left hepatic lobe was harvested along with the left and middle hepatic veins. Upon transplantation to the patient, we discovered incidental hepatocellular carcinoma, owing to Mr. DeWitt's extensive and careless intravenous drug use. A total hepatectomy was performed, followed by successful transplantation. The patient will be transferred to the transplant unit. His progress will depend on whether he is able to cooperate with psychiatry and addictions medicine in order to arrange for abstinence henceforward. Ending dictation for patient DeWitt, comma, Booker. Letters. Thank you for all your letters this week. We have had a bumper selection and Simon will begin. Bumper selection, we're going to start with Ben's. Hello team, with a returning Steve plus super special guest. Hello. 
It seems that spying and espionage is rather popular at the moment. For example, looking at Steve's Twitter, it seems he was playing a game where one of his group was a mole and everyone else had to guess who it was. I think most of the team suspected it was Steve because he'd removed the fake beard that he had for Game <laughs> City, but it was actually Matt Bock. That's true, that is something we played at, at Disneyland. Everyone got given a piece of paper and one of these pieces of paper had you are the mole on it and you had to do molly things. Like what? Like, uh, well, that on was left to the user. Okay. So Matt Bock, who turned out to be the mole, and none of us knew, he hid the salt and pepper at lunch. That's typical mole behaviour. He put tiny little balls of paper in people's shoes. Oh no, <laughs> the worst know. sort of mole. No, terrible. And then, and then he left before the mole was announced. So at the point when it, we were go, all going to stand there and shout out, one of us going to shout, I am the mole, there was just silence. Right. Yeah, very good. Uh, he says, and he's read about a company that made its board take a lie detector test to see which of the board was leaking information to the press. I think One Life Left needs to take this approach when interviewing their super special guests. Mm. For too long, we've been mis- misled about the colour of their yet-to-be-announced game or what they really think of <laughs> about Peter Molyneux. <laughs> what do you guys think about Peter Molyneux? I actually never worked with him, so I can't... You would never work with him. Interesting. Interesting. (laughs) Knowing the truth would make things much, much clearer. Plus, we really need Parco's DNA for those dozens of paternity suits that I was told about in Nottingham. Cheerio, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Uh, Dear team and super special guests, I was on the train to work this morning playing Assassin's Creed Liberation on my PS Vita. When uh, I was suddenly required to hold the device up to a bright light in order to reveal some kind of secret on some paper I'd collected. Everybody knows the rules of commuting on public transport. You can't be seen to be doing anything unusual on a train. Even a simple phone call attracts uh, attracts attention. If I started uh, waving my Vita in the general direction of the train's horrible strip lights, I'd be instantly earmarked as a weirdo. I have to travel with these people every day. Needless to say, my Vita went back in my pocket instantly and I had to wait until I could get to the sanctuary of the office kitchen away from prying eyes to wave my Vita around like a loon. Has a video game ever required you to do something you just aren't comfortable doing? Love the show, etc. Daniel. Yes, I had to chop off my finger once (laughs) in uh, heavy rain. Unfortunate. Uh, Nintendo DS stuff constantly yeah, was asking you to shout at the yeah. mic or whatever. And was um, that the game that I reviewed a little while ago, Elf Scare, where mm. you have to shout at elves in mm. order to put, get them off a bridge? I'm so glad I didn't play that in public. Mm. And there was that time I was playing a cooperative game with a man on the on the internet. Uh, he told me to take off all my clothes. Okay, to describe <laughs> right. what I was doing. I didn't enjoy it. Okay, no. But you did it. Of course, it was a game. <laughs> well, he told me it was a game. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle. Um, so, dear team, one life left. And um, possible is this a super special, special guest? guest? That yes. would be you. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, <laughs> so, uh, judging from recent Kickstarter activity, you guys are into board games. Well, Steve and Simon, anyway. Although guessing Anne is am- is amazing at Pictionary based on her Anne art masterpieces. Pretty yeah, good. Yeah, they are pretty, pretty great. Good. Yeah, pretty pretty good. great. Uh, with Christmas approaching, uh, just interested to know if there are any board games you'd recommend, either mass market or the crazy hardcore Eastern European ones that those shut up and sit down guys are into. Anyway, great to have you guys back on the airwaves. Fred, easy. Hi, Fred. Uh, Simon. Uh, I like Dominion. Dominion. The game I play the most of. Yeah, you're, you're, you know more about this sort of stuff than I do. Um, the, the last brilliant board game I played was Space Alert. Which is that one where you all shout at each other. Oh, okay. Uh, you have to move your tokens around a sort of Starship Enterprise-style right. ship, and you play a CD that counts down what the mission is, draw cards, and then at the end you replay it all to see how you died. Right. It's quite good. Mm. Uh, I recommend that. It's hard to get, I think, but excellent. Um, I recently played uh, Transformers Top Trumps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Right, good. Yeah, great. Christoph, before you read that, I'm just going to clarify, you didn't say you would never work with Peter Molyneux. I see that there, there, was, some, there, was, a, there was a look between you that was that implied that I said something. I was doing a joke. You didn't say you, said you haven't worked with him. What does your letter say? Hi, team and uh, super special guest. What an epic win for UK Game Journalist last week with Simon New Yorker Parking Best for One Life Left Edition. Uh, no, sorry, Game Editor Kev Father Keithmas Stewart. But was Simon just too modest to reveal? his greatest confession his ultimate gift his public love letter to Britain's favourite video game radio show Parkins Illustrated History of 151 video game 
151. 1 plus 5 plus 1, 7 out of 10. That's true love indeed. 7. Why else would you have chosen that number? Exactly. We were discussing that 151 is a curious number, isn't it? It's a bit of an odd one. Literally a bit of an odd one. Right. But thank you, Simon. (laughs) I mean, you made that joke Exactly. (laughs) Thanks for listening, Steve. (laughs) All right. Uh, okay, uh, dear, dear One Life Life, first of all, welcome back. I hope you had a lovely time. The show is actually really good without you, but I'm putting that down to... Wait a second, this is... This is this is from Steve Owen, and it's a personal letter to me. Oh, is it? Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Read it out. It does yeah. go on to say, uh, you were still kind of missed despite how good it's been in your absence. Secondly, this isn't a letter for the show. Oh, okay, right. Well, you should put the second bit at the front, shouldn't yeah. you, I think, yeah. to stop us reading it. Firstly. Yeah, exactly. Firstly. Simon and Anne, don't read this, because it's being nice about you. Sorry if you p- printed it out without reading this bit first, says Steve. Well, we did. So the point is, Steve sent us through a new song for One Song Left for our karaoke thing that we're going to do at the Christmas party, which you should all come to. Uh, But if you can't come, or even if you can, you can send us a song for One Song Left and we will sing it with you or without you. (laughs) That sounds fantastic. What you need to do is take a popular song and rewrite the lyrics to be about video games. If you're not sure whether we've done it already, you should uh, send us an email first. If you want uh, any hints or tips, you can send us an email as well. I will transcribe that song and make it into a karaoke thing. So, for example, one of the classics we do, we do Blur's Park Life, but rewritten to be about Half-Life. Basically, so, any jokes like that. Yeah, no, wait, we can do wait, a little wait, pause. Another example. Okay, go. We do Prince's Purple Rain, mm. but rewritten to be about heavy rain. And that's it. That's, that's really the it. joke. And it sounds terrible, but it's really funny. I mean, it's really funny. It is pretty funny. It's really funny. It's funny. Anyway, even if you don't think it's funny, we need your song. We need to expand our repertoire. So pick a song, for example, Battlefield... And rewrite it to be about Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. Um, our email address. Team at onelifeleft.com. And uh, yeah, we look forward to hearing from you. Uh, I'm going to play another song now. This is Dream Slayer theme. And it's by Cryets. <laughs> You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is another piece of music from chipmusic.org, and it's exceptional. Earlier in the show, this is a callback. I've got, I've, uh, I've got the correspondence here. Hi there, begins the, the email that we received. Meg Kramer here, a producer for the American public media programme Marketplace. I'm re- oh, and at which point, because yeah. this, this comes through to team at One Life Left, all of us are going, oh, oh right, OK. Yeah. That's quite exciting, Thanks for writing, it? Meg. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Meg continues, I'm reaching out so we know, uh, so if there was any doubt that he was American, uh, she. 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 Might be a he. 
I talked to her on the phone, it's not a Okay, I'm reaching out to see if Steve Curran is available to join us tomorrow to tape a weekly segment called Silicon Tally. Turns out I was. Reaching out to see if Steve Curran is available to to join us tomorrow. Do you know what that feels like, Steve? Do you know what it feels like to read that sentence that's coming to your own inbox? To read that sentence? I do, because I did it. I I know exactly what it feels like. (laughs) Makes you feel really important. Reaching out to see if Steve Curran's available to join us tomorrow. Do you know what? I did it that way. And there wasn't even any of this. If he's not, do you guys want to do it? Which we would have. What was the subject line of the message? Media request. <laughs> Colon. Steve Cohen on Marketplace Tech. Media request. I like uh, how uh, Meg said last week's guest was Leslie Horn from Gizmodo. Mm. The URL is uh, Silicon Tally. Do your parents' parents use Netflix? <laughs> was this a sort of hard-hitting topic that you addressed? I had a brilliant interview. What did you... Uh, a... Can you relive the interview right uh, yeah. now? Yeah. I had, it to p- I had to pick some numbers. Oh. Some numbers to do with video games. Oh, I love numbers. And then I had to say the number to the host... And he uh, he said some numbers to me, and we had to guess what the numbers were about. So I chose 10.1 million, okay, which is the number of times that Football Manager was pirated, which is why our analysis of that story earlier in the show was so comprehensive. Flawless. <laughs> Flawless. Right. Anyway, it was great fun, and I think that will be on Marketplace.org soon. Interesting. Can you, give us, uh, can you give us another number? Maybe not even one of your numbers, one of his numbers, and we can think on it. One of his numbers. Before we were listening. Yes, I can. In fact, let's, let's just play the game now. Sure. I think it was 26 sharks. Is this a Damien Hurst thing? Guys, any idea what that might mean? 26 sharks. Hmm. 26 sharks. Is this about any news story? Like, across the board? It or does is it about have to be a news about story, about a video game news video story. Video game news story. Yeah. Surprisingly, I don't know it. 26. How many? 26. And is that number important? Sharks. What about the animals? Is that important? Eight well, I'll level with you. I'm not actually sure it's 26. Okay, right, but it's <laughs> some number of sharks. I think it's 26. Okay. I'm going to have to hurry you. It... But I, I, don't think, I, don't think you, I don't think you can hurry me because I don't know. Was it? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> you have is to it, guess is in it that the, part. the gift that. Um, Here we go. Sony Here we go. The gift. Is going to send to Microsoft on the release of the Xbox 26 One. 26 sharks. It is not. No, it is... Something to do with GTA Online. It is not. Any guesses, you guys? Mm, nope. Yeah, no, 26 boring, sharks. It, this this, this Apparently, marketplace sounds awful. Well, well, maybe you should learn something, because it's a PR stunt. Oh, OK. Apparently it's the number of sharks circling an Xbox One in Australia right now to keep yeah, it safe. Right. Keep it safe. Right, that's yeah. terrible PR, because I didn't know I about it. I didn't know it. about it either. <laughs> Are you Australian? Y- yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to One Life Left, a video game radio show where Anne does accents. Uh, if you have any accents you want to hear, just email in. Team at onelifeleft.com. <laughs> this is Craig the Rage McClellan. Please, don't stop working out on my account. I just might just stop by and say hi and welcome you to the gym. Is this your first time here? Mm-hmm, enough about you. I've been coming here for 18 months and when I arrived, I like you was a puny, sunken chested sparrow of a man. As you can see, I am now an objectively perfect specimen of male humanity. I know what you're thinking. Exactly what's the story behind each and every beautifully hewn, heavily striated muscle on this man-mountain's body? I'm way ahead of you. Read this pamphlet in your own time. The story of my pecs. I made working on my chest a priority. I was new in town at the time, and everybody knows that an absurdly well-developed set of pectoral muscles are a consistently successful, low-stakes conversational opener. Once I pumped these things up to the size of two quite large honeydew melons, London opened up to me like a flower. The majority of people I know now, I met by making assertive eye contact and mouthing the words, touch my oaken breastplate at them. The story of my quads. How many hours of hard, load-bearing squats do you imagine it took to grow these fantastic things? Guess. Just guess. Seriously, guess. No point guessing, muchacho. Time bends when you're into your third set of 75 super deep lunges. Could have been one hour, could have been a thousand. One thing's for sure, you want to touch these quads, don't you? Of course you do. The story of my abs. I worked on these in the privacy of my own bedroom. I grew these tasty little things by spending days at a time playing Lego Lord of the Rings on my PS3 while sitting straight-legged on the floor with my back at a 30 degree angle. 
Sure, I'm doubly incontinent and vitamin D deprived, but look at these abs. I said look at them. Next week, the story of my glutes. That's Craig the Rage McClellan, our in-house poet. What the hell are glutes? <laughs> we'll tell you next week, won't we? Uh, one thing, one thing, before we get onto the reviews... 20 sharks. Okay. And it was New Zealand. Can you do that? Okay. It sounds like Why you... what? Sure. Was that it? It's close enough. Yeah. It sounds like you were a, a really informative guest. No, I was, I was informed of that stuff. Right. So what it shows is I wasn't listening. Okay, I see. I was on the, um, on the Little Metal Dog show last week. Oh, were you? <laughs> and the Continue um, um, po- podcast, so... What? I... And guess what? What? Been invited on Radio 5 Live. And th- Shut <laughs> And up, I am no. going to go. What? No. And I am going to go. What? Are you going to be the mole? Let's find out. Got an email over the weekend. Should we come with you? I, d- <laughs> I think you can, Anne. <laughs> oh, really? What? We'll see. I haven't, uh, I haven't checked my diary yet, but... Uh, but that's fine. No one will be able to hear you anyway. It's all that medium wave <laughs> Back to the reviews. Uh, so, uh, where are we? Who's doing a review? Sleeping Dogs. I've been playing. Okay. It's like GTA, but it's, at, uh, it's in Hong Kong. Okay. And with better fighting. Oh. And you can you can uh, you can run uh, you can vault over things when you're running about. Oh, I love vaulting. Yep. Um, I think it's really nice. I mean, it's, it's an old game. I think it came out last year, but. Um, yeah, it's great. So uh, it's a GTA game. You play a cop who's pretending to be a gangster, and um, you can you do cop jobs and gangster jobs, and you fight and run about. And uh, it's good. But the strangest thing about it is that because um, it's set in Hong Kong, you drive on the left, and I find it a little odd. Oh. Even though I drive in left on the left in real life, mm. I find it odd doing it in a video game. It's not strange. Nice. So it goes to how conditioned I am. Seven out of ten. What about you, Anne? Uh, I've been playing Rayman Fiesta Run. Because uh, I loved Rayman Jungle Run so much, I thought it was basically a perfect game. Um, I wanted to see how uh, Rayman Fiesta Run, which is very similar, would fare. Turns out I also love it. And they've added some really nice new... uh, I mean, there are obviously new backgrounds and everything in it because it's a different theme. Um, But nice new little mechanics and so you bounce on something and it takes you to a different um, section of the platform. Um, and then you bounce on something else and it brings you back. It's really fun. I just I just think that the Rayman runs are just so much fun. <laughs> They're just so much fun. Picking up your little, what's it? Things. Thingies. Yeah. And your coins and that. And just running, running, always running. And then sometimes punching. And mm. I like it when you learn a new skill and you, and you really get to punch things. Super good. So if you loved Rayman what Jungle Run. What format is it on? Oh, wait, sorry. This is uh, iOS. Okay, did you pay for it? Yeah, £1.99. Okay. Value. Right. Absolute value. And also, I got some um, free in-game coins because I played Rayman Jungle Run. Oh, that's nice. Loyalty. Loyalty. Well. It's yeah. rewarded. Um, so what did you spend the coins on? Um, I got. I bought a new character. Okay. Um, and I could also buy some art. Hmm. But I didn't because I don't really care about art. Okay. Um, I just like to see the numbers on the screen go up and up and up. Nice. Um, so I'm going to give this game 7 out of 10. Well done. Exceptional. Michelle. So I'm going to be cheating a little. I've um, I've been playing Tearaway quite a lot, obviously. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. I'm not sure you want what's about to happen. No. Oh, really? No. What is about to happen? Well, you need to give it a score. Oh no! Okay, so, okay. Now you've and, started, and now oh. that and that score has to be an accurate um, reflection of the game's overall quality, and it's going right. to set your Metacritic off. Oh. <laughs> so, so here how, we are. So how is it? How is it? Yeah, what's it like? <laughs> Did you enjoy it? It's amazing. Right, okay, um, that's good to uh, hear. Um, okay, maybe I should stop here. So, okay, the other game I can talk about is uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf. Yeah, um, that's rubbish, isn't it? We have oh, reviewed that, haven't we? Have we? Yeah. Oh, come on. It's boring, isn't it? It's a boring one. Really? <coughs> it's it's the Facebook game dressed up as the Nintendo. Yeah, it is. It's, I mean, essentially it is, though, isn't it? Sorry, carry on. What, what was your... Um, it's fantastic. Um, so uh, it's got some amazing online uh, features. So you can now quite easily go to your friends' villages. And we've got quite a competitive thing going on at MM where we're trying to collect as much as possible and basically um, 
see who's got the biggest house out of everybody. It's quite super geeky, but yeah, we love it. Are the houses made out of paper? No, I'm talking Rubbish. about Animal Terrible. Crossing. Terrible. <laughs> but amazingly, Rex's house in Animal Crossing has got uh, pictures of Iota everywhere. So you do want to street pass him. Okay. Interesting. But he didn't turn yeah. up today. Yeah. No, he so didn't. We, we actually don't want to street pass him. In fact, <laughs> oh, he's totally gone on our do. list. Yeah. <gasps> what list? <sighs> now uh, you're on the list. So, so what, <laughs> what, um, what score would you give it? Uh, well, can I say anything other than seven? No. You can say whatever you want, Michelle, yeah. but understand. <laughs> For the okay. next digit to emerge from your face <laughs> could result in some more going back in. <laughs> no. Uh-huh. Well, maybe from this point, I just want to be silent then. Okay, uh, you do have to score it, I'm you afraid. You do have to short score it. Okay, I'll give it a seven. Okay, right, Thanks, Michelle. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, that seems reasonable. Yeah. Christoph. Um, so, like Michelle, I've been quite busy these days, and uh, I haven't played any new game more. I think uh, I'm just following Twitter to see like how a game looks like and how it feels like. But so, the you last do game, review Twitter? I do review Twitter. No yeah. one's reviewed Twitter yet. No one's yeah. reviewed Twitter yet, and it is one of the, one of the most and played games. And Twitter as well. Yeah, oh, honestly, we don't, we don't believe in identifying what ge- games are, do no. we? We would never. What is a game? What is a game? What is a game? Is Gone Home a game? Yeah, is it? Is it? We've had Steve Gaynor on the show. We know the answer to that question. Did we? Is Steve Gaynor a game? Is he? Who Who knows? Who Who are we? Who are we to judge? Is Twitter a game? We're going to find out. We're going to find out. Christoph, so um, what do you do in Twitter? Uh, I'm actually (laughs) pretty new in Twitter. I I try to resist since the last like. Four years? Mm-hmm. Is it like four years old, yeah. Twitter, something? Older? I don't know. Maybe maybe older. Anyway, I'm just since six months in, uh, in Twitter. It's quite, it's actually pretty fun. I think I discovered, no, 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 I'm wrong. I discovered like uh, more than last year where there was some uh, riot in Clapham Junction. Yes. And I was living in Clapham Junction. Right, okay. That was a really good level. That was, was great. Yeah, graphics that was were realistic, a- weren't they? <laughs> Yeah, really, really <laughs> amazing with the F word, definitely. I was on a train, actually, and I was, like, just checking, and I got a text from uh, my flatmate. We are saying, check on Twitter, there's some, like, riots, and, uh, and, I, and I was just, like, typing Clapham Junction, and I got, like, live update of, like, people, like, saying, like, this is safe, this is not safe here. And I just, like, the best... At the time, it wasn't really a game, but... Still, that was my first experience with it, and um, now so now I'm, you've dived into Twitter. Yeah, what are, what are the good things about it? Uh, the the best game is to follow the person that is saying the best thing, oh. not the person that is, that is saying like is one thing and polluting like nine out of ten. And are there any cheats for Twitter? Um, I don't know any. Maybe the economy mm. code? I haven't tried. Interesting, <laughs> interesting. Uh, so it's, you've had an interesting time on it. You know, you've had the riots. You've had the good people. Yeah, what I got the you... PS4 launch. I got the Mars landing as well. Mars lander. Ooh, yeah. Cool. Oh, it's it's very realistic, isn't it? That's great. I did a brilliant joke to do with the Mars lander. I'll tell you what, join the next song. Uh, it got five retweets. And <laughs> three of those were by me going up to people saying, you've got to retweet it. It's my best work. <laughs> What would you give Twitter? Uh, I feel a good seven. Good seven. Yeah, good seven. Yeah, good enough. seven. A high seven, but still a seven. That's fair enough. What about That's you? Not played anything. Right. Apart from the mole. Okay. Uh, we've talked about that yeah. already. It was excellent. I, I'm big into real life games at the moment. They're preferably not ones where I have to take my clothes off. Do you like things being put in your shoes then? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Didn't go in my shoes. I was very protective of my shoes. Okay. Kept them on all day. Right. Anyway, that's one of our reviews section. Let's have some music. Uh, this is National Broadcast Network, and in the spirit of the riots, it's called A Split Second of Anarchy.
You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We are a video game radio show, and the last thing I heard before I put the mics up was Anne saying, Simon, I want you to put your finger... How did that sentence finish? In Adam Ross's mouth. Fair enough. You're going on Radio 5. That's really exciting, Simon. Exciting. Finally the big time for you. But not Radio 5 I mean, I say the big time, the medium time. Literally the medium wave time. Last time I was on Radio 5, I was being interviewed by Simon Mayo. The last time I was on Radio 5, I was being interviewed by Richard Bacon. Yeah. We've all been on Radio 5. Now we've escalated <laughs> to the FM. The best way of listening to your radio. Uh, what are we going to talk about in the remaining six minutes? Where else are you going to put your fingers, Simon? I'm going to put two up at you now, Anne. This is very poor form, isn't it? What's the matter with you? Sorry. Have you been drinking? Yeah. I've got a bit of a cold. I'm feeling out of sorts. Okay, we'll pack it in. Sure. Um, is there any other business? I mean, we've dealt with the Christmas party. We've dealt with that. We haven't dealt with GDC Next and what I saw over there. So what did you see there, Steve? Exciting things I saw. Um, I think my favourite thing I saw was Daniel Ben Magui uh, talking about Storyteller. Daniel Ben Magui. I think that's how you say his name. Well, I had this nice, problem earlier um, in the show with Miles Jacobson. <laughs> Jacobson? <laughs> don't know it's when you it's one of the products of the modern age where you form a relationship with someone over the internet and when you meet them for the first time is he the is he, well, sure miles is the person you were referencing with the take your clothes off game then <laughs> <laughs> can't say okay can't say um so uh, 10.1 million people have downloaded a video of me taking my clothes <laughs> off so um this this man this man daniel dan, daniel, ben, dan ben on twitter was showing off storyteller at gdc next okay, what's in his that? lecture storyteller is his a new video game um, and in which you have a sort of comic strip three or four panel structure and you drag characters in there to tell a story you have to match the story that it's telling you to tell so for example it may say Romeo and Juliet as the clue so you drag in a boy and a girl and then you have the boy kill themselves in the next thing and then the girl gets sad and kills herself too yeah. and, or the other way around so you it's about I mean? ruining stories it's not about ruining stories it's actually about distilling stories spoiling stories is what uh, I mean. Sorry. Uh, right I see um, yeah I suppose it oh, is okay. a big spoiler mechanic <laughs> I thought it was absolutely brilliant and funny and touching and all of those great things so he talked about that and he was excellent when's that coming out that is coming I don't know actually and what, and what format know. is it uh, I don't know that, but if it's here, I would imagine it's tablet and PC. Okay. But do you know what, I, but I don't do you know know. what colour it is? Comic book colour. It's it's lovely pixel art. You can see it on his site. Go there. Uh, Google Dan. I think he's Dan Ben on Twitter. I also saw Adam Orth. Do you know who Adam Orth is? I know the name. You will recognise the name. Yes. He is the man, and we probably did a news story about this at the time, yeah. who got bullied on the internet because he said, deal oh, with yes, it. yes, 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 yes. The Microsoft man. Yeah. Re- I was reading about that. Yeah. yeah. It seemed, um, I mean, he seems to have come, come out of it okay. He has, but he went through a time, like a terrible, terrible time. The whole of the internet went crazy because he said, uh, read the Xbox, deal always being it. on. Deal, deal with, with it. it. And they went mental like absolutely mental and he had to he left his job he had to move states uh, he had to change his bank accounts because people were trying to hack it and he gave a really touching speech at GDC uh, about that and it was yeah it was it was excellent one of the things that he said that stuck with me is all of you people who put in your bios personal accounts mm-hmm. you know what I say here my yeah. views are my own means nothing yeah, yeah. if you ever say anything that could be potentially you know that your company wouldn't like that's it, yeah, you know, yeah. so well, just don't you. say those things, yeah. basically. But yeah, he was great. Um, What's he doing now, then? He's doing his own startup okay. in Santa Monica, I think. Uh, yeah, so excited to see what he's going to come up with. And uh, what else did I see? Did you cause any trouble? Ah, uh, yes! Sorry, I shouldn't hit the desk. Um, yes, did cause trouble. What? Actually, genuinely got thrown out of the Figueroa. Congratulations. Well, not thrown out. The The man came up to us. Uh, it was me and... I shouldn't say Put who it was. Put your top on, sir. It was me say who it was. And your no, bottoms. Me and two other prominent video game pe- uh, industry people, both okay. of whom have been on One Life Left. Like Chris Graft and Matt Bock. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. I'm not narrowing it down. <laughs> so... We had a really nice time, and we were having a great time. Oh, and right, then, sorry, it wasn't Chris then. And then, and then the bartender came up to us and said, "You know, uh, going to ask you to invite you to continue uh, in the lobby." Hello. And I thought, "Oh, that's exciting!" <laughs> <laughs> if 
finally, we've been invited to the lobby, which, as we all know, happens after the party. Yeah. Turns out the party still goes on. <laughs> as you're being shoved you, into the lobby. And you lot uh, all go somewhere else. <laughs> that was excellent. Excellent. No, it was, it was probably just. We had, a, we had a lovely time anyway. Good. Well, that's the, that's the end of the show, isn't it? It is. We're, that's it. Close the close the show on a note of absolute disgrace. Christoph and Michelle, thank you so much for coming in. Good luck for Friday. Yeah, well, good, good luck, luck for Wednesday, mm. and then good luck for Friday. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we're really looking forward also, to playing it. You know what? Good luck for the rest of your lives. Yeah, thank you. You too. Thanks. Actually. No Don't forget, tickets are still on sale at ol.eventbrite.com. Buy them before the Guardian readers get in on it, and we will catch up with you next week. It has been good to be back. Until next week, bye-bye. Bye. Welcome to Climate Radio. I spent most of 2009